2: At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba
2: and welcome to the BBC Good Food favourite recipes podcast with me Miriam Nice don't worry Tom Kerridge will be back in the podcast chair in March but until then I'll be your host of this bonus eight episode series all about our favourite recipes I'll be talking to Good Food's team of experts and most importantly hearing from you I want to let you into a little secret about the Good Food team here. We are obsessed with dal. So our recipe today is a popular one on bbcgoodfood.com and it's a spinach and sweet potato dal. It's made with red lentils, topped with spring onions and Thai basil and it's vegetarian. Is dal in your top 10 dishes too? To discuss this and answer some of your questions, I'm joined in the podcast by two mega dal fans here. So, good food editor, Keith. Hi. Hi there. And food editor, Esther. Hello. Hello, thanks for having me. And fielder of all your questions online on Twitter and Instagram, Nadia. Hello. In our team, dal is undoubtedly one of our favourite vegetarian dishes. More on that in a moment. But Nadia, what other meat-free inspiration do our audience want to hear from us?
1: So, we asked the audience what vegetarian or vegan dishes they would like to see. Something that came up a lot was ones without avocado. It seems that people think that all vegetarian or vegan dishes have to have avocado in. Do you guys agree?
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think people tend to lean towards avocado because it's kind of creamy. It's got that like slightly meaty texture, but you definitely don't, if, you're, if you can't eat avocados or if you don't like avocados, you don't have to use them. If you're looking for that creaminess, something like a cashew nut um, in replacement for that is really good. What do you think, Keith?
3: I think vegetarian food is incredibly versatile and you can really... Um you know, give it a lot of oomph with great spices.
1: Rachel Seaton asked, something you can throw in a slow cooker and taste amazing at the end of cooking. What do you guys think?
0: Um, for veggies, I do a really nice a
1: veggie stew with,
0: you know, a pearl barley in, quite comforting, and then a cheesy dumpling on top. That's really nice. But I think what's really important to remember when you're slow cooking... And especially with vegetarian stuff is that, you know, you want things to kind of not break down too much. So You don't want to put things that are like mushy. You're, you're, leaving, you're leaving your sloker crew over for the whole day, right? So you want like chunky vegetables, things of the same size so that they still retain a bit of bite and, and a bit of like robust kind of comfortingness. At the end of the day, when you come back, and
3: do you think squashes work well in the in the slow cooker? I'm just thinking about the mushiness yeah, that you just definitely. said. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think if you did nice big chunks of, of it, then then definitely. Or you could do variations in sizes so that some of it breaks down and you get more of a sauce. Wedges. Right, so- I always keep my squash in nice kind of crescent.
3: Yeah. I don't take the skin off because I think the skin is, gives you a nice um, really a nice, nice chew. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um. And you. What kind of thing do you, would you make in Ursula? Well,
3: uh, I've got um, three teenage kids and they have huge appetites, but I don't want to just be giving them meat all the time. Uh, but, you know, they were brought up. I used to be a house dad for for five years and I brought them up pretty much on bolognese and I was giving them a bit too much bolognese. So, what I have uh, uh, I've done is instead of using minced meat, I uh, chop up, finely chop up mushrooms, a variety of mushrooms. Uh, I will. Um, soak some porcini mushrooms, so you get that really umph of umami flavour. Umami being that savoury uh, sort of fifth taste that uh, that chefs talk about. Um, with lentils to kind of really give it some some body and some heft. Mm-hmm. And I can use that sauce, uh, you know, throughout the week. A batch freeze it. Uh, I can make uh, bolognese out of it uh, with spaghetti and linguine, or make a nice lasagna with it.
0: And that's such a comforting, familiar dish, isn't
3: it? Especially so. if it's got loads of cheese grated over the top.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned um, umami flavour because for the first couple of months working here, I had no idea what it meant. And I was just sort of like hanging around, waiting until someone explained it. But yeah, good it's to clarify. Yeah. Well,
3: you get umami in things like um, tomatoes Marmite. and in mushrooms and in, and in uh, yeast extracts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's that fifth note, it's a savoury note. You've got your salt, you've got your bitter, you've got your sweet, you've got your sour, then you have your umami, which is that um, that kind of holy grail for, 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 for comforting taste, really coach your mouth.
1: Jay Coots asked, what can I make that the kids will like?
0: I would go for something quite fun that they can dig into, like a veggie nacho. I do a really nice sweet potato, roasted sweet potato nacho with a salsa on, stuff that they can kind of, it's a little bit interactive. Um, I mean, you've got kids, so what kind of thing? You've said you're, you're kind of ragu, but...
3: I, I think the interactive thing is absolutely spot on there. One of the one of the great Saturday night um, favourites for, for us is fajitas. And, you know, having – we do have some avocado in there, so, uh, you know, with apologies for that. But having um, having all those those dishes around so that people can help themselves fill their tortilla wrap with, with everything from, you know, from tomatoes to, um, to, you know, to spiced up squashes to corn to pretty much anything that you can put in there. And they, they love it. They love getting involved. And it gives them a real kind of sense of – Owning the dish themselves. Yeah. So,
1: is squash your chosen vegetable for for heaters? If you're doing meat-free for heaters,
3: I think it depends on the season. Squashes are very seasonal. You know, mainly uh, around they, they come out late September. Go all the way through to you know early winter. So in in summer, I would be looking at tomatoes. I would look, be looking at peppers. You can get different colours of yeah. peppers. So you've got your green pepper, your red pepper, your yellow pepper. A real kind of rainbow of colours on the on the thing. You, you gently fry those in in olive oil. Spice them up with some cumin and paprika. Very very tasty um, and you know and great to just kind of like dollop on.
1: Through in ninety five. Sorry if I've said that Instagram wrong. Um, He said, I miss stews at this time of year. Is there a good way to make a veggie or vegan style gravy stew? Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what Keith was
0: saying, really, about kind of adding that rich umami flavour. And that's really what you get in a gravy in a stew, that kind of slow cooking, intense, rich, kind of meaty flavour. But yeah, you can get that from um, you know, dried mushrooms, which you can get in your local supermarket now really easily. Porcini is one that you can get or, or a mixed pack of wild. I use miso a lot in my vegetarian cooking. I've got a um I've got a vegan gravy on the website, um, which I think is is really delicious. So is really clever because it's kind of fermented it's had that long kind of development of flavor and just adding like two or three teaspoons even you get that really nice meatiness so adding that to a stew and then going for like i said earlier like chunky vegetables celeriac is a really good one big cubes of kind of like celeriac and then adding you know like a pulse like like a barley or
1: something like that 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 would be really nice i think okay thank you guys that was some lovely uh, veggie and vegan inspiration there Thank you, Nadia. Out of interest, are you a big fan of
2: dal as these two?
1: I've got a confession to make. I've actually only ever had it once. And that was at uni. My flatmate was Nepalese and it was pretty much the only thing he ever cooked. And I tried it once. But yeah, that's about it. I'm sorry. What did did you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. But you're you're both looking at me in disbelief right (laughs) now.
3: I feel like I've committed a crime. Well, we've got some really lovely dals for you to try. A little bit later.
2: Coming up, yeah. yeah. Then before we get on that, uh, if we can wait that long, um, I'm just going to ask you, what is dal? Can you describe it to me, Keith?
3: Well, dal uh, literally means to split. So that's to kind of take off the hard, tough, outer casing of pulses, um, lentils, effectively. Uh, there's lots and lots of different dals. Um, India has 60 varieties of dal, we tend to use, you know, half a dozen, you know, maybe to a dozen. There's some very, very uh, well-known ones uh, like um, chana dal, which is a kind of a, a split pea. Um, we have the uh, red split lentils. We have urad dal, which is a, a a small black bead. We have mung dal, which is a gorgeous little uh, sort of golden pea. Um, and there's tor dal and there's lots and lots and lots of different kinds of varieties of dal, and and they go through the different regions of of India. It's incredibly cheap. It's very very easy to store. It's very easy to cook with. It's high in protein, very nutritious, um, and you can you can make a meal out of dal just by adding water. It is that simple, and a few spices and seasonings.
2: And it's, it's really popular on our website too We've got at least 30 dal related recipes at bbcgoodfood.com. and the one we're discussing today is actually really really popular with you at home. It's got a five star rating
0: and over 300 reviews which
2: is why we chose it. Esther, can you tell me a little bit about what's in it? Firstly,
0: it's very delicious but it does really well because it's super simple it's easy to make it's you know full of veggies um, and you know you can use some sort of kind of store cupboard ingredients to make it. it It's a little bit of a twist you know on a classic on an authentic dal, I would say. It uses sesame oil, which isn't something that you would necessarily use in Indian cooking. Um, And it's topped with Thai basil as well. It's got nice, meaty chunks of sweet potato in it, which, you know, is another sort of lovely kind of alternative to meat, kind of really a good kind of hearty vegetable. And it uses red split lenses. It's very as well. healthy
3: as well, isn't it? It's full of yeah. iron. It's three. I think it's three of your five a day. Mm-hmm. Spinach in there. It's got loads
0: of like, lovely green spinach in yeah. there as well. So really simple um, and a good kind of store cupboard midweek one as well. And you can watch the
2: video. In fact, it's your hands in the video as well. My actually, hands, my it? hands so can can playing that. a
0: starring role. <laughs> <on our
2: website>. <laughs> <laughs> you can maybe cook along to the podcast. So this dal obsession. At good food. It runs pretty deep, doesn't it, Keith? So I hear there's like a little underground like dal club where you bring some. I've not I've not had my invitation, so I'm a little bit upset. <laughs> That's interesting, this. neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed that both of you have brought in your own dals for us to try.
3: I mean the, the dal for me is the first thing that you uh you look uh for in in an Indian restaurant. I think you can judge the Indian restaurant by the quality of their dal. And uh when I was younger Dal's were very very thin and they just tasted really peppery. But when you go to, you know, great modern Indian restaurants, they do so many different things with dal's. They're using different uh, uh, types of, of of the lentils, but they're also flavouring them in different ways. As I say, you know, the most southern uh, based dal's are uh, flavoured with with curry leaves. And you know mustard seeds, and the the ones from the north are usually creamier, um, and they they're very very unctuous. They're made with butter and cream, and they take a lot of cooking and a lot of breaking down, but they're absolutely wonderful. So, it, you know, dal was one of the first things that I ever cooked for my wife, and she loved it. And I just kept going and going and going. And so, in the office, we have a bit of a dal competition: who can cook the best dal? It's not every weekend because it is can quite it can be quite a labour-intensive process, uh, but I think I can claim to be the best in the office Ooh. because because my main <laughs> rival left <laughs> a couple of months ago. So, uh, But we brought some in to, uh, to try. Yeah, so
2: what's in yours? That's what I really want to know.
3: So we've got three dials here. Um, are they all yours? No. One, okay. one is from Esther
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and two are from me. Um, Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! My signature dal is this dal makhani, which is also called black dal. This is a recipe that was given to me by my local news agent. And she swears blind by it. She wrote it out for me. She she gave it to me first, and I said, "This is I've got to have the recipe." So she wrote it down, and then I kind of married that with um, with a technique that is is in uh, the Dishoom cookbook, which is a which is for black Doll. and that's a lot of cooking down two to three hours in a big saucepan, loads and loads of water, until the. Uh, till the dal breaks up and it becomes naturally creamy. And then you add in your spices. In this one, we've got cardamom, we've got cumin, we've got whole coriander, we've got loads and loads of strips of fresh ginger, some chopped tomatoes, and the big one, which I think gives it the extra texture, is red kidney beans.
2: Can I just, what's in the second one?
3: So the second one is mung dal, This comes from a restaurant. This is featured in the magazine and on our our website. Uh, It's called Mung Mung Dal Makani. Now, makani means creamy. Um, So this is the simplest dal that I think you can cook. It's made uh, literally with mung beans, milk, water, tomato puree, and chili. That's all that's in this. Um, And then you can add coriander at the end to kind of freshen it up. Um, It takes about an hour to cook from start to finish. So it's a very, very simple, incredibly comforting, perfect, perfect, you know, uh, winter's nights, you know, get home from work and then just put it together.
2: Amazing! I like how competitive you are about this because we are gonna. I'm gonna ask Nadia to judge in a minute. Oh no! That, like <laughs> you knew it was competitive, so you brought two. So already, you already—it's <laughs> like a fighting spirit. This. Well, the, the thing with, with the mung I
3: actually, I actually cooked it uh, on Friday night, and uh, I said to my wife, uh, "I'm, I'm going to be uh, taking part in the competition uh, after the weekend." <laughs> and she went, "Oh, all right, dear. Yeah, yeah, good for you." Patted me on the head. And then we started watching something, and uh, and I forgot about it. <gasps> and it completely destroyed the pan so she said you can't destroy another pan with it you just sit by the stove for an hour <laughs> stirring Excellent. because we can't afford for you to just keep destroying the pan so that's the end product of that
2: i love your commitment like didn't you you had a meat dish where you had to camp out in the kitchen you told me about this when we first met like so you, you i like the, the same commitment has been brought to this that, was a,
3: that was um, a 24 hour uh rib of beef yeah. which had to be cooked at um 50 degrees But the the recipe, I think it was a Heston Blumenthal one when he was first developing this. And he said that, uh, you know, you cannot let the temperature go above or below 50 degrees. So I took that literally. So I had a camp bed by the side of the oven and the torch. And I just lay there, kept nodding off, (laughs) waking up, checking the temperature gauge, you know, adjusting the oven. The results were amazing, but I I had some friends around for it and they just thought I'd gone completely broken. I, I did
0: a similar thing once and I cooked... Three Christmas cakes, but I'd already done maybe five that day, so the oven space was quite limited. So I had to start some more later in the evening, and I had to set my timer for two o'clock in the morning to get up and get the Christmas cakes out of the oven. <laughs> my dad came into the kitchen and was like, "I mean, what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> so the dedication is real. Um, shall I talk about my doll? I would love you to. Yeah. What's so I'm I'm a massive fan of doll. I was brought up on it my dad um my dad's father was in the RAF he traveled around a lot when he was a kid and he became really interested in this type of cooking so I grew up eating a lot of really delicious Indian food and then after I graduated cookery from cookery school I went to India and worked in India as a chef at Indian weddings so that's when I became kind of into cooking Indian food this is a really kind of for me an everyday recipe Um, this isn't something that um I would say is like luxurious, my doll. I would say it's, it's kind of, you know, you're very kind of, you could make it, you could freeze it, you could add it to other dishes. You could you could eat it just with plain rice if you wanted. And it's a charna dal. Chana is a chickpea a black chickpea that's been skinned and split in half so um, yeah and it's, I, I've cooked the onions in in ghee until super kind of caramelised and soft and delicious and then I've added cumin Kashmiri chilli um, I've added the, the chana back to the pan um, and there's curry leaves and things in there as well so I hope hopefully it's nice <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's I
3: went um, backpacking around India and I remember having dals for breakfast which was fantastic yeah. and your dals reminds me of those yeah I think mine's dal. like a. a.
0: All round, kind of, you taste it and it tastes like kind of Indian, Indian food, classic Indian food. And uh, yeah, I would make this and have it as part of a meal. I think with other things, or if it was a Wednesday night, I'd have it with a pilau rice or or a few chapatis just to scoop it up with.
3: Still to come on the podcast. That took about six hours from start to finish, and the last hour of it was just stirring the pan, stirring and stirring and stirring. Was
1: that because you burnt the, the last <laughs> one? <laughs>
2: don't let that swear you either. No, know. no, I'm ignoring that. He's laying that. it on thick now. I think before they get cold, I think Nadia, you should get, get on in there, you should get to try some.
1: Okay, um, I don't remember who's whose. So who's. Which one are you going for first? You're going I to don't go- want to know who's is
0: who's. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We won't tell you which one is which then. You can just go
1: and taste and see what you think. The pressure is on. Everyone's (laughs) watching me. Okay, so I'm going to try this one first. Can someone explain what it is?
3: Uh, Yeah, that's the black dal, and that's um, quite labour-intensive cooking. It's got um, urad dal and red kidney beans and lots of ginger.
1: Yeah, I can really taste the ginger in that. It's lovely. Okay, on to number two. What's this one?
3: So this is the mung dal. These are um, very small golden uh, beads that are cooked down, but it's been cooked in milk with just a couple of other ingredients.
1: Yeah, that one's really creamy. That's lovely. And the last one.
0: So this is the chana dal. You'll find that this one has a slightly chunkier texture to it. and It's what I was saying was, it's what I would say is more of an everyday
1: dal. I like the kick at the end that it's got. That's yeah, it's really got nice. Chili in it.
0: That's got a whole green chilli in it that's just been punctured.
1: I love spice, so. Oh, my God, they're all so nice. Okay. They're quite different, which is <laughs> very quite interesting. Distant. We yeah.
0: tasted them a bit earlier on. And I think that is really important to remember with Is it, It's not just, you know, cooking red lentils down and having kind of this slightly... Kind of mushy vibe. There are different textures going on in there, and all three of those have a slightly different texture and a really different, like medley of flavours. I think and you know, different spices. It's spicing. what I love most
3: about dal is it's really versatile, and and it means you can be competitive about it because there are so many different ways yeah. to do it. You know, the 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 black dal I've done there that that was a long process. That took about. That took about six hours from start to finish, and the last hour of it was just stirring the pan, stirring and stirring and stirring. Was that because you burnt the, the last <laughs> one? <laughs> Don't let that sway you either. <laughs> no, no, it, I'm ignoring that. He's laying that. it
1: on thick now, but you, you decide which is your favourite. Okay, I am going to go with that one. Whose was that?
0: <coughs> That's my one. Oh, Keith, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs>
2: They were oh, all equally delicious. <laughs>
1: Esther, I guess I just like the everyday sort of Yay. thing more. Keith well, looks fuming.
3: <laughs> right. Well you won't be in the dial like, <laughs> club.
1: Oh no. No, I,
3: I agree. I love the freshness of that. I love the curry leaves and we were talking earlier about the curry leaves uh making a a, a dish Taste really authentically in you because they're quite difficult to get hold of fresh curry leaves. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm not. You know, you can get them in a couple of big supermarkets now. They do sell them in that kind of with the fresh herbs in your supermarket. But what I do with my curry leaves is I buy when I see them, I buy them, I put them in a sandwich bag, and I freeze them because they really retain their freshness in the freezer. And then just as soon as you whack them in your dal or your curry or whatever you're making, that that kind of the heat goes into them and the flavours start coming out. we were saying we we don't think the dried ones are as strong in flavour. I left mine in overnight, and they're still in there now. It's fine. Um, something like a, a stronger, fresh one you could probably scoop out after cooking. You'd, yeah, really like that really familiar kind of...
3: Yeah, it just tastes authentic. I think that currently, because we're so unfamiliar with it in, 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 in other dishes, it's like, oh, right, that's Indian yeah, food. I get yeah. that, yeah.
1: I feel guilty now.
3: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, because that... If, in a blind tasting, that would have been my favourite really? as well. Yeah. I think it. it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's so it nutty, is. isn't it?
1: Mm. And I, I like the texture of it. I really like how... It it's looks. got some bite to it yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, my dad will be very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, this just means that you have to carry on cooking me doll. You've got to win me over. <laughs> well, I've already asked Keith for his... Mung Dal recipe. <laughs> so.
3: Well, the Mung Dal recipe is actually uh, from a restaurant called Look Now uh, 49. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have it on the website. So it's Mung, Mung Dal Makani. And uh, it is such a such an easy thing to do.
2: Amazing. Well, congratulations, Esther. I'm just going to ask you a couple more que- quick questions. Um, have either of you used like a tarka or a taka like through these?
0: I haven't today. Um, I would normally put a taka on that one. I'd probably fry some... Uh, so so I'm just really going to quickly, briefly explain what a target is. So uh, you could put ghee or rapeseed oil or any kind of oil in a pan and just fry off whole spices. I would do for this probably a black mustard seed, maybe a bit of crack. crushed Kashmiri chilli if you like heat, which I do.
1: This is great for me because I'm a bit of a cooking novice. So hearing you guys explain all these different terms and how you do it, it's really useful. Did you realise
0: there were so many facts about dough? I,
1: I, I did not. I had no idea. <laughs> learn something new every
2: day. There's even more. We've got more about spices on our Learning with Experts like course as well. So you can you can sign up to that as well and watch watch a lot more information about those those things. Um, quickly, uh, lentils or chickpeas? You had to choose one forever. Lentils. <laughs> Quick fire Esther. Oh, I do lentils. Lentils. <laughs> um, and could you be vegetarian, Esther? Oh, that's a difficult
0: question. I think at a push, I could be yes
3: uh no i couldn't and i've tried it um i i have a cookbook challenge in uh, in, in good food and i i looked at a, a a plant only uh book and i ate nothing but vegetarian food for 2 weeks and i really enjoyed it because the vegetables were the star rather than vegetables masquerading as something else you know like this um you know fake that is trying to be bacon um the the food was fantastic but i really missed Fat, the mouthfeel of of a good steak. I really miss the, the 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 texture in all its forms of chicken. I think chicken is a great vehicle for for amazing flavors like garlic butter, much more than uh, than vegetables. However, I am choosing to uh, live more of a flexitarian lifestyle. Have you know two or three meat-free nights a week, and I do that with my kids as well. Um, and then really look forward to high quality. Um, high welfare meat you know as a treat at the weekend
0: yeah i think i'm the same i think my for me my my lifestyle has really changed and uh, naturally i just eat vegetarian really monday to friday because um it's cheaper and also, I think it's really delicious, and it's 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 slightly healthier. But on a Sunday, I'll, I'll cook. I'll I love roast chicken, so I'll cook a roast chicken on a Sunday, or, you know, I'll do a a ragu or something, a slow cook ragu. So for me, it's a little bit more special than it used to be. When I was growing up, we would you know have sausage and mash on a Wednesday. I probably wouldn't do that now, personally. Yeah, we were talking earlier about how basically I like eating things that are just naturally vegetarian and indian food is such a good example of that when i went to india i really mainly ate vegetarian because they treat vegetables so well and so much flavors injected into them and again yeah like you know you really there's lots of really delicious italian dishes you know a to stew that kind of thing that are just kind of yeah naturally vegetarian and yeah. delicious
3: tonight i'm going to make a, a whole butternut squash and uh, make a salsa with uh, with roasted corn, coriander, lime juice, chilies. Um, s- scorch those, and that with, uh, with, with with a flatbread on the side. I mean, it's a great delicious. vegetarian dish, isn't it?
2: That's delicious. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today, mainly because I want to go and eat all of the darts left <laughs> over. But join me next time, and we'll be talking about brunch. Thanks very much. See you next time. Thank bye you. bye bye. Thank you for listening to the BBC Good Food Favorite Recipes podcast. Join us again next time when we'll be discussing more of your favourite recipes. If you want to cook along to the podcast, go to bbcgoodfood.com slash feature slash podcasts. Like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or Acast to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time.